all the way anointed from Ghana. Amen. Amen. And he also has a connection to the Church of Pentecost. Amen. He's the brother of the chairman of the Church of Pentecost. Amen. Apostle So first, with a clap offering to the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And also a clap offering to the man of God. Shall we invite to the podium? BIWC welcome. Reverend Eugene Ramichel. Hallelujah. We're excited. I want you to do it one more time for the Lord. Glory be to God. Just do it better for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. you have. Yes. Thank God for this morning. I'm very excited to be here and I give God all the praise. Amen. Amen. I want to take this opportunity to bring you greetings from Ghana, from my family and the church and also from the chairman. Hallelujah. Amen. Permit me also to thank God for the life of Pastor and Mrs. Jampo. Amen for hosting me very well. And I also want to salute our Poseidon and his family. We want to put your hands together for them. I want to thank you for the presbytery, the elders, the deacons, the deaconesses, for the great work you are doing. I believe that we are going only get better when we all put our hands to it. And I trust that in this new place that God has given you, it will become a beacon of hope in the name of Jesus. Amen. Say a better amen. Amen. This morning, I believe that God is going to bless us. God has a word for us. And so I want you to just prepare yourself, even as we enter into the word of the Lord, and see what God will do with us this morning. Amen. Let's share a word of prayer. And here we are, lifting our hands to you. Here we are, here we are, giving you thanks for all you do.
day the grass will wither, the flower will fade, but the word of God will abide forever. We pray that this morning that speak to our heart. Revive us and release us, O God, even into the work of the field of souls. To the end that your name will be glorified. Let every heart be receptive to your word. Said in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. We pray that this morning come alive in the name of Jesus. We give you thanks. We come against familiar spirit. We declare in the name of Jesus that have your free will in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we bless God for this morning. From Monday, we've been having the Ahava Prayer Conference. And I believe that we've had a great and a wonderful experience. This morning, I'm going to speak to us on the theme I was given, released to walk in the confidence and power of our freedom. Hallelujah. After this one week of encounter, I believe that the next phase is for us to go and do the work of the Lord. And to do that which God wants us to do. Can I have a better amen? Amen. In Acts chapter 1 verse 1, it was not part of my verses, but forgive me. Acts chapter 1 verse 1. There's a very interesting scripture there. The Bible says that the former treaties have I made, O Theoclos, of all that Jesus began to do and to teach. And what I want you to see there is there is more for us to do than to pray about sometimes. The church is plagued with a lot of people who sit in the pews who hear the word of God and do nothing. And they say that I talk about all that Jesus began to do and to teach. So you realize that the, the, the ministry of Jesus was preceded by something that he was doing before teaching. You know, don't get it twisted the other way around. Of all that Jesus began to do and to teach. So after having an encounter with the Lord, after having an experience of Ahava and all that God has done with us for the week, you must rise and do something. Because it is in the doing that there is blessing. So the Bible says that don't be hearers only, but what? But doers of the word of God. I pray that somebody from today will do something. You will take another decision. You will put yourself into action. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So as we climax this conference this morning, it is important for us to walk in the knowledge and the grace that we have received. Every one of us to go out there and be released into the work that God has committed to us. Amen. Amen. In Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. The Bible says that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. How then God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about. So you realize that when the anointing came upon Jesus, he did not sit down with the anointing. You see, when the anointing is upon your life, there must be an action to that anointing. That anointing must begin to show. That anointing must begin to do something. That anointing must begin to operate in a certain dimension. I pray that this morning, the anointing of God upon you, the Holy Ghost upon your life, the encounters of the Spirit, may you begin to do something. So the Bible says that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, the Bible says that he went about. He did not sit down with the anointing. Too many people are sitting down in church who carry grace, who carry anointing, who carry power, and yet they are sitting down. Can I fire you from sitting down this morning? Hallelujah. You are fired from sitting down. Amen. Let your amen be louder. Amen. From today, let the teachers rise among us. Let the prophets rise among us. Let the elders rise among us. Let the pastors come up in the name of Jesus. The Bible said that who went about 
doing good, healing all that were sick, all that were oppressed of the devil. There are so many people who are oppressed. There are so many people who are depressed. There are so many people who are lost. And the carriers of the anointing are sitting down. You see, there is somebody out there, until you move, that person will not be saved. That life will not be saved. So sitting down just in church and being fed from Sunday to Sunday, oh, you almost become a liability to the church. Hallelujah. But the Bible said that when the anointing came upon Jesus, he went about. He went about healing all that were oppressed. For God was with him. You know, sometimes you will not know the grace that you carry until you step out. You will not know what God can do with you until you take a step. You will not know the doors that will open unto you until you step into something. I pray in the name of Jesus. After this encounter, may you be released to the community, be released into the world, be released into the workplace in the mighty name of Jesus. May we affect our generation. May we affect the community. May we affect people around us in the mighty name of Jesus. The anointing is for going about. Tell your neighbor it's for going about. Ask your neighbor, are you anointed? And ask your neighbor, are you going about? Or you are sitting down? From today, may you go about in the name of Jesus. So Jesus went about. Hallelujah. About cities, about towns and villages. And what was he doing? He was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. After this encounter, may people go about and do something for God. Attempt great things for God. Serve God in any capacity because the anointing is for going about. Isaiah 61. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. And look at it. The, the anointing is not for cars, it's not for buildings, it is not for fame, it is not for money. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me, number one, to preach the gospel. The anointing is for preaching. To preach good tidings to the meek. To bind broken what? Hurting. What else? To proclaim the liberty to the captives and the prison to them that are what? That are bound. That is the essence of the oil. As you do these things, the curse will come. The money will come. The blessing will come. The favor will come. The doors will open, but the anointing is for the preaching of the gospel. It's for the opening of the prisons. It is for setting families free and delivering people that are oppressed of the devil. Can I speak to you this morning? May that oil rest upon you. May that grace rest upon you. May you be a blessing to humanity. After your own generation, you will see the people that you have touched. The Bible talks about David. It said that after David has served his own generation, he rested with the fathers. By the time you are exiting, let us see the works that you have done. Hallelujah. The families you have touched, the lives that have been saved through your hands, the people whose lives have been transformed because you ministered to them. Uh, today we have people in church who are not doing much for the kingdom. It is nice to look good, it's okay to look good and everything, but beyond that, there is work to do. Of all that Jesus began to do and to do what? And to teach. May you do something with your life. May you do something for God. Shout a better amen. amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says, for God was with him. This morning, I want you to know that God is with you. As we climax this conference, God is with you. The Spirit of God is upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say a better amen. amen. Hallelujah. In Mark chapter 6, 1 to 7, quickly. Mark chapter 6, 1 to 7. And he went out from thence and came into his own country. And his disciples followed him. 
And when the Sabbath was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him? Even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. After Ahava 2021, I pray that mighty works will be done by your hands. Let your amen be louder. I said mighty works will be done by your hands. When you speak, there will be a lot of wisdom. It's because you are going to do something. See, the Bible says when he began to teach, the people were astonished. From whence has this man this wisdom and this mighty works been done by his hands? I mean, can you imagine if Jesus was not preaching, was not healing the sick, the anointing would just be, be resident in him, and yet people will not be blessed of it. But I pray that from today, may people be blessed of your oil. May people drink of the wells of your life. May people be blessed in the name of Jesus. Because when you rise up and to do something for God, and to do something with your life, from whence I see this great wisdom, and mighty works are done by his hands. And people say, Is not this the carpenter's son, the son of Mary? You see, when you begin, when you begin to do mighty works, you hear people commenting, Is not this presiding that we know? How come now he's healing the sick and raising the dead and casting out devils? Oh, I feel like preaching this morning. When you rise up to do something, you will see God blessing your life. Others will come around and say, It's not this, Jennifer. We know that. From whence has she got these great works? See, when they saw it, they said, Is this not the carpenter's son? Yeah, it is the carpenter's son. But the carpenter's son on another dimension. The carpenter's son on another level. The carpenter's son with another grace. From today, may something unusual characterize your life. They have known you as a carpenter's son. But they are about to know you as a preacher in town. They are about to know you as a singer in town. They are about to know you as the man of God in town. They are about to know you as the anointed one in town. Come on, shout a believing amen. Hallelujah. It is not the carpenter's son, the brother of James and Joseph and Judah and Simeon, and not his sisters here with us. And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kings, and in his own house. And he could do no mighty works, save he laid hands on few. You see, sometimes when you're in the church, there are certain folks in the church who will not do the work, but when others are doing the work, they want to suppress them. I pray that this morning, may you be released to do the work. Oh, may you be released to do the work. May you be released to go into the field. No matter what people say, we have made a resolution in our heart that we are fools for God. We don't care about what you are saying. Nothing will take me from the presence of God in the mighty name of Jesus. I will sing for my king. I will dance for my king. I will give to my king. I will serve my king in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, mercy. And he marveled, verse 6, because of their unbelief. And he went around about the villages. And the Bible said he was still what? Teaching. What a blessing. See, all that the people were saying didn't bother him at all. The Bible said he was still what? Teaching. You know, sometimes people get too petty in church. You know, the work of ministry is very difficult. Now people, it becomes even more difficult when you have to manage the emotions of people. The, the Bible said they were offended at him. You know, sometimes you want to correct people in church, it becomes so difficult. Because not only do you want to correct them, but you are also thinking about their emotions and their feelings. And today people don't want to be corrected in church. But when your pastor wants to correct you, or just step in, and he's having sleepless nights, just to talk to one person. There's something wrong with you. You see, the pastor must wait on God for five days just to call one person to try and talk to you. 
Then spiritually, there's a problem with you. But people become so petty in church that it becomes so difficult, apart from preparing them to go to heaven or so forth, we must also try and manage their emotions. And that is the difficult part. But the Bible said that Jesus kept on all teaching. Hallelujah. From today, make it easy for the man of God to speak to you. Come down a little bit. Come down from your high horse. Just be a little humble. And God will do mighty things with you. In the name of Jesus. Don't be offended with me. I beg you. Hallelujah. The Bible says that, and he called, verse 7, and he called unto the twelve, and began to send them forth two by two, and gave them power over unclean spirit. This morning, may God give you power over unclean spirit. You are released to go into the world, released to go to the workplace, and touch nations, and touch families, and touch lives. In the name of Jesus, let the people of God make impact in the world. Hallelujah. See, you don't find too many believers making impact in certain places of life. But we have to get close to power. Begin to dream big. Get, because when you are not close to power, you cannot change legislation. You cannot make certain impact. You cannot possess the nations when you are not close to what? To power. You cannot do much when you don't have what it takes to affect the lives of but we have too many people who are living in a mediocre life. They are very okay with where they are. It's just me, myself, and I. That attitude does not save the people. The Bible said that, and they loved not their lives unto death. In the way you are keeping your life, you are not ready to do much for God. The way you want to be loved by everybody, the way you don't want people to criticize you, the way you don't want people to say anything, Mr. Goodman, Madam Good Looking, that is all you want. Every day people say nice things. But the one that we are following, oh my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. He came to his own and his own received him not. They spat on him, they beat him, they ridiculed him. These were people he made in his image and likeness. You cannot possess nations. If you are not ready to make a sudden move. If you consider yourself too much, you will not do anything for the kingdom. The Bible said that he called them two by two and he gave them power. This morning, I release power to you. May God give you understanding. May you from today rise to do something for God. May you do something for yourself. May you do something for humanity. Can you make your life count in this time? In the name of Jesus, by the time you are exiting, you know the lives you have touched. You know the people you have blessed. Your life was not lived unto yourself. In Him we move and have our being. May your head be anointed. May your life be anointed. May your mind be changed. In the name of Jesus, that I am going forward from today and I am touching nations. I am touching lives. I'm breaking boundaries. I'm crossing borders. I'm entering into new territories in the name of Jesus. What my mother couldn't do, I am going for the goal. What my father couldn't achieve, I am moving to the next level. My beginning may be small, but watch me. My latter ends are greatly increased. Am I talking to somebody? The Bible said that do not despise the days of small beginnings. Though your beginning will be small, your latter end will increase. I speak to the people of God this morning. May you attend great things of God. May you be the next CEO in town. May you be the next big company in town. May you be the next big thing in town. Shall I believe? Be the next big thing in town. I said be the next big thing in town. Be released into your world. And change your world for Christ. My goodness. What put others down will not put you down. Amen. What limited others will not limit you. 
in the name of Jesus. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 12. Ephesians chapter 3 verse number 12. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. As you are released into your world, released into the field, released into the marketplace, the Bible said that in him, Christ Jesus, we have boldness, we have confidence in the name of Jesus, not in ourselves, not in our money, not in our family name, but it is in him. We have boldness, we have confidence in the name of Jesus. You need confidence in your service to God. You need boldness to step into new territories. You need confidence as a child of God. I meet people who have a lot in them, but they lack the boldness to step out. They lack the confidence to step out. And yet when they write, they write very well. When they speak, they speak very well. When they are doing something, it's well done. From today, may you have confidence. Amen. I said, may you have confidence. Amen. Confidence in your calling. Amen. Confidence in your ability. Amen. Confidence in your talent. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Confidence in God. Amen. Confidence in God. Without confidence, you, you will not do anything in life. This one, you are too timid. When you are walking, you can see even from your walking. But you need confidence. Hallelujah. Say, I need confidence. I need confidence. So the Bible said that in Him we have what? Confidence and boldness. The Bible said that the righteous, they are what? As bold as what? As a lion. They are as bold. From today, go to the next level. In the name of Jesus. We release you with confidence. Because you don't have the spirit of fear to be in any kind of bondage. We have received boldness from the Lord. The Bible said that enter boldly into the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in your time of need. I speak to your spirit. I speak to your soul. I speak to your body. May God inject into your life Boldness for your next phase. Confidence for your next level. In the mighty name of Jesus. Boldness. If you're going to take the community for the Lord, you need boldness. If you're going to preach the gospel, you need boldness. Listen, when Peter and John and the apostles went out and they were beaten, the Bible said that when they saw the boldness of them, uh, the people were too bold yes. that the leaders of the time, they were afraid of them. When they saw their boldness yes. in preaching the gospel, yes. in attending to the work of God, they couldn't touch them. That's a child of God. You need a level of boldness. Confidence in the Lord. Because our confidence and our boldness, the Bible says that this word, it is in Him. You are made free from the yoke of sin and death. Freedom from anxiety. Freedom from sin. Freedom from any kind of bondage. Freedom from bitterness. Freedom from bitterness and depression. And all the oppressions. May you step in boldness into the next phase of your life. There is a dream in your heart. There is a vision in your heart. There is something that God has given you. May you go out there with boldness and confidence. May you rise again. May the church rise again. May the people rise again. May his sons and daughters rise again in the name of Jesus. With boldness, go for your PhD. With boldness, go for your master's. With boldness, go for your degree. 
We boldly start a business. We boldly start a project. Be a child that is bold. Even though you are a CEO, even though you are a boss, but before him, 
you are still a spoil. In the name of Jesus. Serving one. Come and fight pastors in church. Fight elders in church. We cannot tell you where to sit. This, this is my position. Mercy. Now we come to bed. We saw you when you came. You know, I, I passed a church beside him. Sometimes we see people how they came into church. And by our prophecies, by our teaching, by the grace of God, we see them coming up. At the point, we cannot talk to them again. They have become too big. Oh. You see, if you become too big, then you don't have anybody to speak into your life. It is the big, you are an accident in waiting. It's just a matter of time. You see, that is how your mother will watch you and not say anything. You end up in a bad marriage. Your father will watch you, not able to speak to you. Because you have grown wings, nobody can talk to you now. That is how a pastor will watch you make a mistake. And at the end of the day, you crash big time. Because you have become too big that nobody can correct you. Even Jesus, he said, I do what I see my father doing. He never did anything of his own accord. He was accountable to his father. Who are you accountable to? Your wife cannot ask you where you went to. Your husband cannot ask you anything. Yeah. You are just an accident waiting to happen. Your fall will be a great fall. May God have mercy on us. In the name of Jesus. When we come to the house of God, we are servants. The Bible says that serve one another. In the name of Jesus. From today, may we have the spirit of service. Oh, may you have the spirit of service. In the mighty name of Jesus. Serving one another in the fear of the Lord. The anointing and the grace is for service. Somebody say service. It's for service. And sometimes when you're serving people, others would interpret it as a weakness. No, it's not a weakness. No, not at all. It's not a weakness. Hmm. So we are called to service. The anointing and the grace is not for showmanship. What God wants you, God wants to do with your life is to serve your generation. Is to serve your family. Is to serve other people. Look at the life of Jesus. Everything about him was service. Service to man. He came to serve. He came to serve. Romans chapter 6 verse 22. Romans chapter 6 verse number 22. But now, being made free from sin, Look at it, beautiful. But now we've been made free from sin. He said, we have now become what? Servants unto what? Unto God. You say it. Romans 6, 22. And you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. Being made free from sin, we have become what? Servants unto the Lord. And bearing fruit of what? Of holiness. May there be holiness in the house. Amen. Let your amen be louder. Amen. May there be purity in the house of God. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible says that we have become servants unto God. The work that has been committed to us is a work of service. After such mighty revival, I pray that every one of us will serve. In the name of Jesus. May it launch us into service in the mighty name of Jesus. Launch you into new dimensions of service. May we not struggle to find people who will serve in this church. No. Let's serve. Come in every time and serve God and serve the church and serve humanity 
and send your family in the name of Jesus. Amen. Are we together? Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. So the Bible says, I want to read quickly a scripture to us. Mark chapter 10, 43. Mark chapter 10, 43 to 45. Because of time, I will not pick the previous, I'll just pick it from 43. He said, not so with you, instead, whoever wants to become great amongst you must be your what? You see, it's different in the world. The principles of the church, they are different from the principles of the world. The Bible said, I give, and it shall be what? Keep it. But the world will tell you that the little that you have, hold on to it. I love the scripture. I said that there is he that scattereth. And he that withholdeth much, it turns into poverty. There is a certain level when you hold too much. The thing begins to work on its own, becomes a curse. But he that scattereth is blessed. Hallelujah. So he that wants to be great, if you desire greatness, the first step to greatness is to become what? A servant. Because sometimes the way up is the way down. Oh, I feel like. I said the way up is what? The way down. <laughs> the way up is the way down. Until the great falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. Your rising is in your going down. And many people don't want to go down. Everybody wants to start from the top. The only business that starts from the top is grave digging. Now I start from the top down. Put your hands together for the Lord. But the way up. The Bible talks about Jesus. He went down, resurrected in glory. He shall see his seed and prolong his days. We are here because he went down. You know, sometimes you need to go down to rise. You need to serve to rise. You need to serve other people. Today the church is full of people who don't want to serve. Everybody wants to be a boss. Everybody wants to be treated equally. That is okay. But I'm saying that the way up is the way down. You know, Jesus gave a, a, a parable. He said, you see, when you go for a meeting or a party, he said, don't carry yourself and go and sit in front. Else somebody greater than you will come. They will take you and put you to the back. And bring that. You see, there's a time that you clap for people who are excelling. It is not a shame to clap. If it is time to clap for people, clap for them. If it is your time to sit at the back, sit at the back. One day God will move you from the back and bring you in front. You will not be at the back forever. Oh, am I talking to somebody? The first shall become the last, and the last shall become the first. I prophesy this morning, as you serve in the house of God, may God do something great in your life. May God move you from the back and bring you forward. In the name of Jesus, saw the better amen. amen. Wow. And look at it. I love it so much. It says, and, what, and whoever wants to be first must be a slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for what? For many. So Jesus did not come to what? To be saved. But he came to do what? To save. He came to save. He came to save. Call the apostles. Wash their feet. A form of service. Left for us something that we can follow. The church is played today with people who don't want to serve. 
They come to church, week in, week after service, they carry their bag. They are gone. How the church is kept is not their business. How bills are paid, they don't care about it. How the presiding marriages, they, they don't care. All that they need is, and when they come to, they want to be served. Who is, who is that sitting on my, on my pew, like in my space? I've told you that when I come here, I don't, I don't want to be, I want to sit here. Who are you to talk to me like that? You don't talk to me. Tell your neighbor, calm down. Tell your neighbor, relax. relax. This is the house of God. The Bible says that Jesus came to do what? To say. But today, serve the house of God. Serve the people of God. Serve your family. Serve your children. And as you do that, he that wants to be great, he will surely become great. I said, one day you become great. So that you can show other people the right way. If you have not been through it, how do you tell people the right way? So today we have people who are bad examples to the young ones coming. Because they are teaching them a way they themselves have never gone. The life is in stages. And what God wants to do with your life, it is one step at what? That you don't need to be a crook to make it a life. To make it a life. The godliness, it pays. The purity, it pays. The faithfulness, it pays. The serving God, it pays. There is no paymaster better than our God. There is no paymaster better than our King. There is no paymaster better than our Jesus. From today, may you be rewarded. The Bible says it's a rewarder of them that did it gently. They seek him diligently. Read the scriptures. How our patriarchs sought the Lord with diligence. Look at all we are doing today in church. Everybody wants a fast food. Everybody wants a fast bed. Nobody wants to go through any affliction. Nobody wants to go through any kind of suffering. The little thing that we give in, we just quarrel. But the Bible said that affliction and suffering, they are part of it. When the apostles were beheaded, not that they didn't have a choice, but they gave up the choice for the excellency of him that has called them. When Stephen stood up and spoke, and they took stones, and they were stoning him, not that he couldn't have run away, but as he stood there, the Bible said, the heavens opened, and he saw the king of kings, the I am standing and welcoming him. What can you do? What have you suffered? What are you prepared to sacrifice? For the gospel of Jesus. When they put a millstone on the head of, of John and dumped him into the sea, and yet he didn't die. Put him in oil and find him. And somewhere, somehow, that guy was still alive. Now they took him and left him in Patmos and said, Maybe he will die there. But once in that affliction, the Bible said the heavens opened. The Son of God visited him and gave us revelation. What are you sacrificing for this God? Who gave us all things. Look at what we are doing today with our Christianity. We have turned into religion that's pleasing our emotions and pleasing ourselves, and nobody is willing to sacrifice. Yet the master who came, he gave him he gave himself for us all. From today, put something down and take up his burden and take up his yoke. Others have sacrificed in your own time. What can we say you did for the kingdom? What legacy will you be proud to leave for generations to look upon to? That once our father laid and left this legacy for us, it becomes a pathway that children and generations yet unborn will follow because their father did it. He said, I know Abraham, I know Moses. They will order their children after you. What can God say about us? And 
heaven as you have been released into the world, you are released to be givers to the kingdom of God. If the work of God will continue, there must be people who will support the work. There must be people who will give to the Lord. Today, when people are giving to God, it's like they are doing the church a favor. No. You are only doing yourself a great favor. When people are giving to the work of God, they throw tantrums and make the church look as if it's all about money and it's a God. What are they talking about? Nobody can outgive God. What do you have that you did not receive? Somebody slept the same way you slept last night. Today they couldn't wake up. Can you pay if they were to put a meter on your nose to pay for the bread that you will know the importance of air that we are breathing freely when you go to the hospital and you have to pay for oxygen? You will know what we are talking about. That there is no thing that you can give that can outgive what God has given. When you need a kidney transplant, you will know that the one you've been carrying all these years for free is a gift of God. There's so many things that we take for granted. Have you, have, have you ever had a toothache before? You know, the way you don't respect your teeth, when you have a toothache, you know, you know, you, you respect it that day. I was in London one time, one of God, from nowhere, Charlie, that thing was aching. I had to go to the hospital. When I went, they said 120 pounds. I said, my friend, come on, remove it quickly. The money didn't even matter to me. You see, but all along, I've been taking it for granted. You chew bones and you're okay. The day you have a toothache. You see, and you've been carrying it for 40 years for free. God has been gracious. I said, God has been good to you. You've been carrying your heart for free. Carry your lungs, your intestines, your liver, everything for free for 60 years. What have you done for God? What have you done? And when you want to give to God, it becomes so difficult. David said, I will not give to God anything that will not cost me. Because he remembers when God picked him from the dark side of life and brought him into light light. You know, people forget where you are coming from so soon. Look, look at you, you are forgotten where you are coming from. You came to small America, you forgot. Your village is somewhere, you know where you are coming from. Forget this one that you take your even if you're holding an American passport, you still know that you are from somewhere. Say she. It's very far from here. I don't think if you Google it, you'll find it. Some of you, your hometown is not even on the map. When you Google it, it will say it cannot be located. You've come here, you've forgotten where you're coming from. Where God takes you, you should so soon you have forgotten. If you can only go now. The deliverances, the escapes, the goodness of God. When you are calling your children, instead of maidens, you say John, because you have three of them, you have four of them, and the names are confusing. It is the blessing of God. It is the favor of God. It is the goodness of God. Sometimes sit down. The Bible says, and baby sat in his house. And look at one thing. But like God this ring, it was like all of it was like red. Like you see how like this is green. Like it was all like red. Yeah, it was like just red. And take a little bit. Reflect a little bit. Ask yourself, what is my house? What have I done? That God has been gracious. God has been so good. What can we do in response to the goodness of God? Also, we cannot pay. We cannot. But at least we can give someone little. We can show appreciation. We can say, Father, we thank you. Receive this little from us. In Corinthians, the Bible said they gave first of themselves and they gave more 
The apostles were surprised because the Corinthian church, the church in Macedonia, they did not have much. So he told them that you excel in many things, but excel also in these groups of women. You have come to a new look at this beautiful place. This is part of possessing the world bringing stability to the work of God, establishing our presence, will nothing be too difficult to do. As God remembers you, may you remember his house. May you remember the people of God. May you remember men of God. May you remember pastors. Remember presiding. Remember the elders. Remember me. You think I'll not mention my name? Remember me. I am blessed, remember me too. Also, is it alright? Come and say, Pastor Eugene, why are you going to say, I'm fine. And the Lord has been good, I want to remember you. Quickly. You know, sometimes people are blessed in church. Man of God, they don't even want us to know that they are blessed. Oh, I pastor in church. I know what I'm talking about. We pray for them, we are going for contracts. They are going for businesses. And God blesses them. Because they don't want to remember you. They leave the church. They don't want to remember you. So they are hiding the blessing. A friend of mine called me and said, Pastor, say, can you believe? I've prayed for these people all these years. They will remember, trust that God with them. Some of them have become very blessed. They don't even want me to know that God has blessed them. Let that not be your story. I said, let that not be your story. Because as you come in day in and day out and hear the word of God, God is going to bless you. See, the blessing is so that you become what? A blessing. Until you get to the point where your life is a blessing to others, you are not yet blessed. If your blessing is just affecting you and your wife and your great children, my dear, I suggest to you that you are not yet blessed. Let us see the children who are feeding at your hands. The people that are connected to your life. See, these are the things when I speak to the church. It really gets to me that we need God to bless many more people. We need God to, to put ideas in the hearts and the minds of people that our daughters will rise and do something great for God. That one person will walk up to you. I go to Nigeria a lot to preach. Man of God, you, the people are blessed. Oh, please. Don't go there. It's another level. You write the check, your heart will leave you. You can stand giving. It's not that you are hiding your blessing. Blessing. So we become servants of God and we become givers to the kingdom. This morning, I release you into the world. I said, I release you into the world. Go and make impact. Go and change the world. Go and change the community. Have a new vision. Have a new purpose. Have a new drive. In the name of Jesus. Leave that company of friends and step into a new dimension. Let your life be more meaningful. Let your life be more fruitful. There is more to live for in life. There is more to live for. When I see Christians who live like they don't have a vision, they don't have purpose, they don't have any assignment, my heart bleeds. Because there is more that we can do for the kingdom of God. May you have a new vision. May you have new purpose. In Jesus' mighty name, rise up on your feet. Thank you, Lord. Lift up your hands, just begin to pray.